Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letitia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Kevin the Moscomish Milton. Find me on Twitter at Moscomish. And me, Ray Hunt. You can find me on at RayHunt84. Follow the show on at Number Podcast on Twitter. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Telegram on In That Number Podcast. Email us with your thoughts and feelings on In That Number Podcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, consider sharing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash In That Number. Let's march on in. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number, part of the Sports Social Network. This is episode 212, more drama from the world of Southampton Football Club with special thanks from Gavin Bazunu. We came away from deep doubt with a point with virtually the last kick of the game for the second match in a row. Wasn't a win this time, uh, but it certainly felt like it. Uh, Then back to St Mary's for a lunchtime showdown with Birmingham City. A much more comfortable experience with a 3-1 win. Got a little bit lucky with the Harwood Bellis goal and perhaps Birmingham should have had a penalty. Uh, But, you know, there's lots to unwrap in this one. We ended the month of October without defeat. The first time that has happened in a calendar month since last February. So that's six games unbeaten now, up to fourth. And with me to celebrate these four points are the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milberton. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Uh, and the returning Tim Bazance. Say hello, Tim. Hello, hello. Oh, that sounds better. Uh, before we before we go in, I just want to say that I'm not feeling too good. Uh, I've got a bit of a sore throat. I've got a bit of a cough. So apologies. Uh, and Tim is uh, feeling a bit poorly as well, aren't you, Tim? I nearly died probably in the last week and a half. So I think I will. Um, I apologize to anybody if I sound very hoarse. It's fine. For it. We'll power through. So this is dedication as well, isn't it? Because, I mean, both of us not feeling too good. The clocks have gone back. Tim has had to get up extra earlier. You're not feeling great and you're still getting up. No, Tim has my full sympathies. Yeah, you're, you're usually just hung over though, Kev. So yours is usually self-inflicted, but Tim's is most definitely not. I've been quite good lately. Mm. Staying up with booze. Ah, oh, I haven't. <laughs> I had another <laughs> rough weekend, but yeah, you don't want to hear about that. But yes, uh, so yeah, Preston then. I uh, left it late again. 96th minute 
equaliser courtesy of Gavin Bazunu. OK, officially it's down as a Chad Evans own goal, but on this show we'll have none of that. It was definitely Gav. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Kevin, uh, very mixed game, I guess. It was very mixed. Anyway, I mean, it wasn't a great performance again. Second half, I get we let them back into it. Uh, two very poor goals conceded. Uh, Bazunu could have done better with them both. Uh, Adozi also not strong enough for that Brad Potts uh, second Preston goal. But a very, very valuable point gains there. And luck, most definitely, on our side again, Mush. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we've got the rubber green with the referees' decisions as well in both games. Um, sure yeah, did, yeah. It's definitely on our side. Yeah, these late goals and the refereeing decisions, it's definitely going our way. But then, you know, we don't we don't often get the luck, do we? Um, and, and Tim, Birmingham, so much better against Birmingham, particularly in that first half. Three points. And, and I know this, the second half wasn't without its problems. We had a defensive error from, from Kyle Walker-Peters, which led to the Jay Stansfield uh, well, halving the, the deficit. Uh, and from then, it looked like it was going downhill. Harwood Bellis was offside. Uh, Bazunu absolutely poleaxed Oliver Burke, uh, only to be told uh, of minimal contact. Uh, Adam Armstrong put the nail in the coffin, though, uh, for Rooney's boys with the 86th minute goal to secure the points. Uh, but despite all the controversy, did you like what you saw uh, against Birmingham, Tim? Yeah, I think, well, ultimately, the collective 90 minutes of the game, we put ourselves in the opportunity to earn the luck that we did. So there are a lot of, I mean, on the ball possession, a lot of progressive movements and a lot of what looks more domination that and truly deserving of a win collectively. I know that um, I actually think the Harvard Bellas goal was a little bit closer than it seems if you drew the lines and there's the guy's elbow in the, in the top edge of the thing. But uh, yeah, we definitely just, they just definitely deserve a penalty uh, with Alec Burke. And overall um, I really was very, uh, you know, happy to come out that number one, Rooney was going to be able to be the manager we we're going to play against, and two, we did uh we did what we did and got the uh, and got to and deserved the win. Certainly did, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's easy to look back at it and see all the uh, all the controversies like the offside, the penalty, and the and all this, and and then and think, yeah, maybe we were a bit lucky there, but I just think, yeah, on the balance of things, we did deserve to win the game. Um, but we've got to celebrate the win anyway. Um, and, and Discord, if you if you want to uh, join our Discord, then, yeah, get in touch. Uh, there's some there's a lot of great fans in there. It's growing all the time. We've got we another couple of people that entered again this week. Um, so if you're interested in chatting amongst fellow friendly, passionate Saints fans, then, you know, you can join them with all our games and all our chats. And, yeah, just get in contact with us. Uh, we've got loads of uh, uh, ways of communication that you can contact us, like email, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Telegram. Whatever will be there, uh, we'll, we'll get you in. Yeah, ITN News then, chaps. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's do it. This is ITN In That Number News. Okay, ITN News. Uh, I want to start with Chai Adams, uh, his injury. I don't know if you guys have heard, but it's, it just seems a little bit unclear of what's going on. And, and Russell Martin's kind of sidestepped all the questions and just gone on a tangent when asked about Che Adams. So we're unclear on the extent of the injury. Uh, he didn't say what the injury was uh, and he didn't say about the time frame. All that he said was that he's picked up an injury and it's frustrating. And he went on to say that it's a problem going away on these internationals. So maybe it was just a knock from there, which has been aggravated again against Preston. We, we saw him taken off uh, for Mara at halftime uh, at Deepdale, didn't we? Um, 
Kev, what, what did you what did you think of this, and what have you heard? And you know, do you think he's going to be ready for Millwall? Yeah, I mean, pretty much you said all that I had. That um, he came off a half sign against Preston, ostensibly with a knock, and obviously um, wasn't fit enough to be included in the squad against Birmingham. And, and that's it. I mean, Martin, he does like to play his cards close to his chest with injuries. It's kind of um, strange considering how honest he is about everything else. Uh, but you know, that's just part of his strategy and his I've never noticed that before, but now you've now you've said that, I guess mm. it's, it kind of rings true, doesn't it? As the whole Ross Stewart yeah. thing as well. He's not been clear about that, but I've never really noticed. Yeah, my post factum, like, he'll tell you like, oh, this was this was the problem, but he won't tell you about you know current issues that players are having. Well, without knowing exactly the extent of it, I mean, do we expect him to be fit for Millwall? I don't know. We don't really know the extent of the injury, so it's, it's just guesswork for my part, isn't it? Exactly. This is what I mean. It's it just seems all a bit odd. That why I mean if he has picked up a knock in internationals then why play him against Preston and you know if it, if it, if he did come off at halftime then why not say oh he's got a calf problem or he's just just a you know hamstring slight knock his no no it's just it's just disappointing uh, but we have heard him say that that Ross Stewart is is really close it should expect him to make his debut in the next two weeks which is great mm-hmm. so I'm going to say he starts at home to, uh, against West Brom on the 11th maybe the bench. At Millwall? I don't know. But no, I, I think what he'll probably do is leave it to West Brom and have a nice little home start. A few other injuries that are worth covering. Um, of a sudden, Taylor Harwood Bellis had a hamstring issue that sort of missed the trip to Preston. Obviously, was fit enough to be included against Birmingham. Uh, a few others that, um, again, I heard about afterwards. This is what we're going to be doing, isn't it? Commenting out in town injuries once the players are back. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan Fraser was out with a viral illness, that's why he was on the bench, he wanted to start him apparently. Um, Downs came off with a migraine against Preston. Oh wow, I didn't uh, know that. No, apparently, apparently yeah, he had a bit of a headache, so he came off. But yeah, I mean, he's one of those players that you want to have on the pitch at all times, I think, so uh, that, that kind of makes sense with the substitution. Mm. But as I say, we played three games in seven days, so I guess... I just thought I just put that down to just rest him and start him next game. Yeah, another three. Um, yeah, Alcaraz apparently too tired after international duty. Stuart Armstrong couldn't make the start against Preston for the same reason, and Sulemana apparently mm. had a knock that uh, left him out of the squad against Preston. So yeah. it was not just rotation because of the um, congested fixtures or the you know the short turnaround time. Players were obviously. It's taking the toll on them as well. Yeah, yeah. November fixtures. Then we're at, we're done with October, which is crazy. Into November already. Uh, four games in November. So we got Millwall on the fourth away, uh, and then we're at home to West Brom on the eleventh, and then we've got an international break again. It's between the thirteenth and the twenty-first. So England play Malta on Tuesday the seventeenth at Wembley, and then they head to Scotia on. Friday the 20th to face North Macedonia. That's the last two Euro qualifiers, but thankfully we're already in Germany, so who knows? Maybe Prousey has a chance for a call-up this time. Yeah, um, go what, Kyle Walker Peekers? Peekers, yeah. <laughs> Did you say Kyle Walker Peekers? Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, then we end the month on Saturday the 25th away at Huddersfield, uh, and then Wednesday the 29th at home to Bristol City. So, yeah, two home games against West Brom and Bristol City, two away games at Millwall and Huddersfield. Now, I know because we've gone a while without defeat and hopes are quite high right now, but I think there's a real strong possibility that we can end the month of November undefeated also. 
I mean, you have to fancy our chances at home against West Brom and Bristol City. And if we can go away, you know, at the Den with a point, John Smith Stadium too. I don't think that's too much to expect at this point. I mean, I mean Huddersfield has just been dicked 4-0 by Leeds, haven't they? So, 4-1, um, I think. They're right. Yeah. How was it 4-1? Yeah. Obviously, t- didn't see that one through. Right for the picking, all all of them, I think, can be, yeah. can be had. We just need to be on form. Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's a possibility. It's a strong possibility. I mean, Tim, you'd mentioned how, how desperately difficult our September was, and going into October, it was quite a difficult time. But looking at November's, I quite fancy our chances here. I mean, how many points can you see us getting in November? I genuinely feel that we can continue the unbeaten run. I mm. think that you're going to see a lot more draws than you would like, uh, than you would wins. But I, I feel that we've built the confidence up here in October that can allow us uh, to continue continue the push. I, I genuinely think we can do the uh, the unbeaten for the rest of November. I do too, and I'm going to be optimistic and say that we get six points at home. I think we got. I think we've got it. I think we can do that. I know. I know it's. It's easy to say that. I mean, look at the Rotherham game. I said the same for that. I think everybody did. Uh, and I think we're going to pick up two points on the road as well. So I think eight points from the 12, and that will keep us in contention of the playoffs. Kev, how many points are we picking up? 13? 13. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. you'd say that, yeah. I'm going to go with eight as well. I think that's about right. I think you're you're looking at two wins and two draws. Yeah, um, and we also have to discuss uh, the player and goal of the month for October. Um, polls will go out in the week, I'm sure, and we'll get those results to you on next week's show. Um, yeah, just a few things. Um, first, um, uh, all the viewers of Saints play have been offered a refund after that um, shit show of uh, a broadcast against Hull. Neither of you are using that service, but I think a lot of our listeners are. Yeah, not for the first time this season they've been offered a refund. Um, also, the um, 16-year-old midfielder that we talked about last week, Thierry Rohart-Brown, um, has joined the academy. Um, apparently, that was part of the same deal that saw Ballard move in the other direction online. So. Oh. Yeah, and um, also we also talked about that fine that we faced. Um, yeah, we were charged, um, given a fine of £8,000 for the Stoke for our part. Yeah, that little fracker at the end. Yeah. Uh. Um, yeah. Whopping £8,000, that's really going to dent our budget, isn't it? Mm. And um, yeah, before we talk about the other teams and the low knees, um, just want to talk about Stuart Armstrong and uh, his contract. Apparently that's not up for discussion at the moment. And yeah, he does stand to, to leave at the end of the season if he doesn't sign a new deal. Um, are you worried about that at all? I am, yeah. I mean, I said to you, didn't I, a couple of weeks ago that I can see him going at the end of the season, um, whether we get yeah, him or not. Yeah, uh, the last last couple of seasons haven't been really good for him, but he's really back on form and he seems to be enjoying himself and he gets on with Russell Martin, the um, fellow Scotsman. So, uh, yeah, they played in the yeah. same team together, didn't they? So, yeah, I think they're, they're, you can see yeah. how friendly they are together. Yeah, I did look into it. I think they only played together once. They did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you, you can see it when when you watch training clips. They're always laughing and joking together. And actually, after yeah, his goal yeah. against Stoke, he ran over to him, didn't he? Uh, mm, and celebrated yeah, with him. Um, so, yeah, I do think they get on very, very well. Um, I, I said to you a couple of weeks ago, I, just, I, I, I can see him finishing out in, in back in Scotland. And I think this season is it for him, whether they go up or, or um, stay where they are. That'd be a real shame. I think he's got another season or two in him. Maybe. I mean, he doesn't play 90 minutes anyway, does he, anymore? And can you really see him? If I mean, if they do manage to get promoted, which is very unlikely, but then, you know, another season in the Premier League at a top flight for him at this age now, 
possibly not. Yeah, I can see. I see where you're coming from now. Like in the championship, it'd be great. Um, going back up to the Premier League, possibly not. Uh, yeah, onto the loans then. Just wanted to talk about Don Ballard quickly. His his Reading side. They had the pleasure of playing them like up the M27 yesterday. Uh, Reading looked quite good actually after half an hour. They were two new up. They ended up losing three two. Uh, Ballard was on the bench. He came off the bench. Uh, to play, uh, I think, the last 20 minutes. So no doubt he had some boos from the travelling fans there. Um, and another bit of uh, bad news, Armel Belakotchup. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, he's posted on his Instagram in the week. He's, uh, he's had another shoulder injury, Tim. And he, we, we've seen this when he was at Saints as well. Uh, this is the fourth problem that he's had with his uh, with his shoulder. And he's gone under the knife now. So he faces um, a lengthy spell out again. It's just... Just having so much bad luck, isn't he? And I, I just want to wish him, you know, all the best, speedy recovery, and, uh, and I hope he comes back stronger. We did highlight the idea that shoulder dislocations, yeah. once you get one, you're you're significantly more prone to have further issues and dislocations in that shoulder. So, I mean, he had that injury with us, and it's only been complicated since. And he just had injury after injury after injury. And, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do to get that in check because if he's had four shoulder injuries, get the surgery, do what you need to do, completely get the rehab going and just get rid of any situation that you could have that level of intense pain, swelling, bruising, uh, you know, joint movement issues, get, stop that, get the surgery, get healed up, come back to us when we're in the premier league next year. Well, that's, that's the plan, isn't it? It would be nice to have him have him back. Um, but yeah, just I just hope, hope he's not going to be dogged with injury like this for the rest of his career. Be a sad waste because he's a very talented player. Okay, yeah, under twenty ones, uh, they haven't played, uh, but they play Wolves next on Monday, Monday the thirtieth, and that is away. Um, and the women's uh, they are off this weekend, but they played last week uh, and they lost one nil to London City Lionesses away. Um, and they've slipped down to second in the table now. Um, and their next game is next Sunday, Sunday the 5th of November, uh, against Sheffield United. And the under-18s played yesterday, Saturday the 28th, against Leicester away. And they lost 2-1, uh, Jay Robinson with our goal. Right, OK, uh, match report then from Preston. Um, yeah, another dramatic goal at the death, this time... Not the three points, but yeah, a very welcome point at Deepdale, 2-2. Uh, Kyle Walker-Peters opened the scoring with a lovely left foot curler from the edge of the box. Preston came out after the break, rejuvenised, um, got the early equaliser through uh, Militant Uzmaic. Uh, uh, Brad Potts put the hosts 2-1 up just three minutes later before Gavin Bazunu rose from the corner in the 96th minute and saw his header deflect off Chad Evans for the point. Kevin, was that was that deserved? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I mean, we were dominant that first half, and uh, we just seemed to have a habit of letting things slip after half time. A bit like Birmingham and, as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen, we've seen it time after time. I mean, I, I, I wish I was more of a betting man because if there was a possibility to bet on us conceding between 45 and 60 minutes, I think, uh, yeah, you, you pretty much guaranteed, wouldn't you? Make some money off the misery, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we definitely fought our way back into it towards the end and um, he capped it off in even more dramatic fashion than the <laughs> whole game. Yeah. If we didn't think that we didn't think that was possible, but apparently he had a goalie making a last minute ditch run up to for a set piece and um yeah. Just yeah. incredible. 
I know. Um, Seamless. Yesterday uh, at, at Birmingham, uh, sorry, against Birmingham, when we had a corner in the last minute after being 3-1 up, the fans were still singing for Gavin Bazunu to go up for the corner, um, which was, which was <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Did, um, did you get a reaction from him as well? Yeah. Yeah. I think he kind of, I think he kind of looked over to Russell Martin to see if he got the nod from him, but oh, he was never going to do it, was he? It wasn't worth that. Um, yeah, free one up. If you get caught on that, then yeah, oh dear, big big trouble. But yeah, yeah, changes then. Um, with the with the busy week and the quick turnaround and early kickoff against Birmingham also to take into account, we knew that changes were going to be inevitable. I mean, Kev, you said about the injuries that we didn't actually know about at the time. Um, but you know, I didn't expect as many as we got. We got five. The two were unavoidable. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Manning suspended. Of course, James Bree stepped in for his first start of the season, um, and he was used at left back. Uh, Harwood Bell is forced to miss out because of that hamstring injury, which which kept him out of the under 21 game as well. It's good enough against Hull, I guess, but then retweets it. Must have done. Uh, Ma- Mason Holgate comes in. Shea Charles, uh, Trey Adams and Sam Adozi, uh, the other changes uh, with Stu Armstrong, Charlie Alcaraz uh, and Suleimana taking a rest. Funny you say that he was um, picked up a knock in the international Suleimana, Kev, but yeah, he I did read that he was being closely managed this week. Um. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba Life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, he did pick up a slight knock against Rotherham, apparently, before the internationals. But uh, Martin's obviously mm. not too keen to play him twice in a week. Yeah, I don't blame him, to be honest. Not the most inspiring of lineups, if I'm being honest. And that I, I've said it before. I think yeah. we both agreed on that ultra-defensive midfield three of Smallbone, Charles and Downs. Yeah. Um, plus Holgate start, starting at the middle, in the middle at the back, and then James replaying at left back. It was just like, oh my god, you're going to deep down, you're playing with this. It's not, not great. Yeah, but I mean, it did did work. I mean, it, yeah, it was defensive, didn't see a huge amount of action, but um, yeah, we've got the goal, and you think that, um, well, you know, maybe we can squeeze out a win here. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, we go on to that goal then because um, it was a beauty, wasn't it? Kyle Walker Peters, 33rd minute. Fantastic strike, yeah. lovely left foot curler. It was all pretty much his work, wasn't it? A bit of fancy footwork, couple of step overs, two touches with his right, gets it on his left, and then just a, a rocket across the 18 yard box. Dang, incredible stuff. Gorgeous. Just an absolute gorgeous cut in left foot, a uh, little bit of a curl. Uh, they shouldn't be playing KWP that far off. They should know that they need to close him in and push him, push him out wide because he can take a shot. He can he can make he, he can make magic happen with whatever he does and has been one of our best players this entire season so far. Yeah, it's in these moments in the game where we need to take control but never seem to be able to do that. Um aside from that Leeds game, which doesn't get talked about enough, I don't think. But yeah, um 
Adam Armstrong could have killed them off uh, from that small bone cross. I think he just put it wide, didn't he? That was, um, that was, yeah. I think had that gone in, I think we could have rode the game out a little bit better. But no. Um, and then you know he he commented on the, the amount of set pieces that we were conceding at this point. You know we had free kicks given away, stupid free kicks, uh, corners. Just I, I guess letting Preston get into the game and, and get men into the box and put pressure on us, and that's ultimately how you know where their goal came from. And but before that, I mean there was a moment, wasn't there, with Will Keane, and there was a point blank save uh, from Bazunu, but uh, kind of hit Shay Charles in the arm. Do we agree there? Yeah. Another yeah. bit of luck. Yeah, it did. Yeah, lucky there. But we don't have VAR again. But I, on the other hand, we did have a penalty shout ourselves um, towards the end um, with Story's handball in the box. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, we had a penalty shout again yesterday with another handball uh, at Birmingham, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then, of course, we saw uh, Mara come on for Che at, at, at the half and uh, Preston just seemed to start better in that second half, Kev. And it, it didn't take them long to find that equaliser. And I don't know, I feel like we're going to be split on this, but uh, it was Majic, scores the goal. Good hit, powerful. Yeah. May, may have taken Hard a slight drive, yeah. defection. Yeah, it was tough. Um, this is why I say we're going to be split on this, but I think your goalkeeper needs to be saving that. Um, but he was nowhere near it. Absolutely nowhere near it. Wasn't in, it wasn't in the corner of the goal. It was right in the cell, just off the centre. I mean, even if it took a deflection and even if he was unsighted a little bit, why is he still nowhere near it? And it just, he looked like he moved out of the way of it. Has he got a bet on? Um, <laughs> he, he, he travels quite far, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And he, he's, again, he's quite far off his line and it goes it goes quite close to him. So, it, yeah, just split second reaction better and he would got hand to him. Yeah, and it kind of takes away from um, um, a brilliant first half performance from Bazzini. Yeah, um, especially with that, that save, pulled that off. point blank save from Will Keane. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, and right at the beginning, I mean, Miller forces a oh, yeah. save from him, doesn't he? That's a percent for That's a corner. Right. Yeah, he curled it, um, didn't he? Yeah, with his right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah Preston definitely gave it some. Um, I think they had five shots on target in that first half and obviously Baz has got a, a clean sheet out of that first half so I'm looking at him and thinking wow you know, this is a real man of the match performance but he doesn't have 90 minutes in him does he? No and when he even when he scores it's just like oh it's still not a man of the match performance because Tim I, I don't know I mean you're in the goalkeepers committee here but am I being a little bit too harsh on him there yes I did say it was a good hit he was powerful may have taken a deflection he may have been unsighted but should he have done better with that one? It goes back to the question that we are always asking, is it Bazunu's fault or not? And it's always in the conversation. And the more times that we bring it up, the more times that there's a potential that it is him. Because it's always, oh, is Bazunu a good goalkeeper or not? And the stats don't show that. To me, in that positioning, he can do better, but I understand why I went in. Because he was probably a half step to the far, to the right too far, and his, his reaction was just a tiny bit slower than you would like. But in is someone going to be able to get that if it was slightly deflected or not? Uh, he is basically ninety percent of the way there where he needs to go, but he just wasn't able and capable enough to make to make that save. Now, I think, are you you going to have a world-class goalkeeper going to be able to make that save? Probably. Mm. But when you look at it, it, it's one of those, like, it could be better? Yes. Could you can see it be better? Yes. Is it realistic for the goal to go in? Unfortunately, yes. 
So well, I would like him to be doing better, but the conversation is just always there of like, is it, is it his fault or not? And it's just, it's, it's uneasiness because we keep talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I'd, <clears throat> I'd like to, to, to know what's happening in these goalkeeper meetings after the game, when they're doing their post-match analysis of the games and, would you do you think that Gavin Bazuni would be annoyed with himself for letting goals in like that, or do you think he he just sort of shrugs it off and says, "Oh wow, well, there's not really much I could do about that"? And more to the point, do you think the coaches are a bit like, "Oh come on, you should you know your reactions need to be better there"? I, I just think that he himself would have been disappointed not to do, not to have done better with that. Yeah, absolutely. So with the keeper to have the right mentality, you almost have to have eternal in optimism because. You know, you you feel that you need to be confident enough to be able to save the next the next one that comes through, but you can still be critical and harsh on yourself. But you know that you can do it. You know that, and I believe that Bazuna believes he can do it, and he doesn't. I don't feel that he shows and he isn't like a you know, hot mess in any way. I think he still has that hasn't been broken down enough no. yet, even so that I, I agree. And I, I think the fans are helping with that because the fans are on him all the time, like in a, in a positive way. I mean, they're they're always singing his name. That's got to be do his confidence. Great to know that he can. He is going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. But the fans are still with him. And I think that's so important. Yeah, I think he he has that potential and he has that ability to be there. And he's, I mean, look how many games he's played so far. Didn't he, isn't he played like almost 50 games for us now? Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. Preston was he's his been 50th. Able to, uh, yeah. Preston was his 50th. Yeah. Break, yeah. So yeah, yeah, 50, 50 games so far. And he, he's put up with a lot and he's let a lot of goals in and yet his head is still there. Um, <laughs> Whether or not his skill, that's the yeah. better, that's, but that's the, that's the thing we should be judging on. But I'm not going to judge him and hurt in, on anything related to his character because I think he is, uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. He's a standout guy for being able to put up with everything that he's done so far. So yeah. keep it up, buddy. Yeah. And then, uh, three minutes later, <laughs> um, again, I, I, I wasn't really happy with, with the, the goal that we conceded here, not just Bazunu, but that was a dozy as well. Uh, Brad Potts on 55 minutes. They kind of like passed their way through a dozy. I know he's not a defender and he was just nowhere near strong enough to deal with, with that there. Just let him go. Um, and then Bazunu again, I just don't think he was good enough on that either. Near post wasn't covered and, it went straight through his legs. I disagree there because mm. I think Dozy should know that he needs to take down the guy yeah, right yeah. then and there. I like, think Dozy right gets, more, gets more from me on that one. I mean, if you're at midfield and you know this guy is going to beat you and he's got the inside edge on you, you rip him down and you take that yellow card. Yeah. that's You're a, you're a sub in this game. You're fre- you're still got fresh – I know you got fresh legs. You've got like less than half – you know, less than half the game to go. Take the yellow card, rip him down because he completely beats you both on speed. He's he's obviously very powerful, and he's got the uh, the advantage of being like at the right, you know, the better angle. Mm-hmm. You take him down, like that's it. You're done. Like you just you just take, take one for the, the team, team and you yeah, run away. That's foul, the yeah. that is the first that is the first that is the first flaw. The second flaw is Bazunu. You know, he basically he spread his legs too wide when he's. Yeah. And he's uh, when he's he was too wide and he was too, and he was too uh, he wasn't as quick to be able to uh, to step up. Uh, yeah, reactions again, not good enough. Or are you are you putting that down to more a dozy? A bit of both, really. Um, uh, yeah, dozy. Uh, 
I think you know coming back and and defending there on the flank, uh, if you've got a Bozy there, you know you you don't have a particularly strong player defensively or or an attacking sense. So I think he, he gets away more with the speed than than his strength. Uh, yes, his strength is his weakness, and uh, yeah, just completely outdone there. So yeah, by by that time, it's just just like pots against. Baza and Baza's got his legs wide open like he's about to give birth and <laughs> uh, uh, gives birth to a girl yeah he certainly does but at this point yeah the more likely outcome was 3-1 Preston and we looked out of ideas I mean we even brought on Ryan Fraser uh, Carlos Alcaraz Camelton Sulemana Stuart Armstrong uh, we brought on our you know, the best chance of us creating something finding a goal and we still didn't look like we had a goal in us I mean, Suleimana came closest when he whistled one wide. But um, yeah, I mean, be honest, guys, were you, were you thinking that this was going to be 2-2 at this point? Because I was almost going to turn the game off. I was so sure that there was no more in this game. Not really. I mean, I was looking at the... You were thinking about chance uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd already done mine uh, for this oh, one. Yeah, I'd do them ahead of the, the games. But okay. um, yeah, no, the silver lining here was that that was exactly what I predicted that with um, these two, you know, so uh, two, one, sorry. Uh, yeah, and I pretty much resigned myself to that fact and thought, well, you know, at least my prediction was right. But um, yeah, that all that went out the window when, when Baz came up for that corner. Fucking hell. Yeah, fucking hell, yeah. Officially down as a Chad Evans goal, but yeah, as I said, I don't care. We're going to give it to Bazunu, both of us. Um, and it will be uh, our goal of the month for October. It will be in the conversation anyway. It felt like a win after that. And it just, it was brilliant, brilliant scenes. And it, please, if you get a chance to go back and, and watch the extended highlights, I'm, I'm guessing you guys have done so um, from the club. You know, mm. the commentary from Ian Wilding and, and Franny Benali. Oh, my goodness, goosebumps. And if, if you want to feel, a, you know, a real feel-good moment, then go and do that right now. Stop listening to this pod. Yeah, now, go and listen to it because it was um it was brilliant. Least three reactionary Southampton fan ever. (laughs) I I really want to give him props for for making an athletic move that is not typically seen by keepers. And I would know because I'm one of them and, you know, be able to, you know, throw himself in there. And he doesn't, I mean, he's not afraid. And that's one of his best qualities is he, he really is. While we should give him credit for the goal, is he made a significant enough impact and played the run through Evans threw himself off and know how to react because of what Bazunu did. So in fact, it should, you know, the direct impact is because of him and it was awesome. It was great to see. And I love being able to see the, the team celebrate around Baz at the, at the, at the end of the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll I'll say that you're looking at it in slow motion when when Bassa gets ahead to it it looks like it's heading towards the far post and um Chad Evans sends it to the near post but I think you know it was still going on target would the keeper have saved it uh no because he he was near post wasn't he you just just put it put it past him at the near post so um yeah I I think it would have been an even more spectacular goal had um, Evans not got ahead to it more of a glancing one yeah it's great. Uh, yeah, a point, and we celebrate that, given the manner of it, but it wasn't uh, the best of performances. We are conceding too many goals. I mean, this is my take from the game. You know, when I, while everyone else is celebrating a Bazunu equaliser, I'm thinking, Christ, that's 24 goals we conceded, and that's the joint worst in the league. Uh, no team in League One has conceded that many also. And, and you, you compare it like us on 24, Ipswich conceded 13, Leicester have conceded seven. 
you know, and are we, we're not supposed to be in their league. You know, we got relegated with them and we're, we're nowhere near. We're conceding far too many goals. But, Kev, one thing I do want to talk to you about and um, is James Bree, because he's had a lot of shit from you. Mm. Um, and he came, in, <laughs> he came in for his first start this season. Um, he started out of position at left back and I thought he looked good. Um, he, he didn't really yeah. offer offer anything going Enjoy. forward, but then neither does Manning. Um, and I'm sure Martin must have just like concentrated on your defending. But if you look at his stats, when he won seven out of nine duels, he had a shot on target. He showed a lot of pace at times. So I was present, uh, pleasantly surprised. And he also got a start against Birmingham as well because of this. Um, yeah, no, he did a very good job. Well, that, that took us to fifth on 21 points. Um, Kev, do you have any stats? Uh, yes. Uh, we, again, dominated possession 72% this time. It's 28. Yeah, 827 touches. Uh, 90% pass success. Um, I... 13 shots there, 11. Uh, each had five shots on target. Corners, CS7-2, so they had seven corners. I think most of them were in the first half as well. I think um, only one or two came in the second half. It's good that we're not conceding from corners anymore, but yet we're scoring them. It's another two this week. Yeah. Indeed. Um, XG, does um, anyone know the XG? I don't know the XG. Uh, do you want to have a guess, anyone? Uh, I'm going to go with 2.2. For whom? Yeah, both of them. For for us, and then 1.8 for them. No, they were both at 0.8. Oh, wow. Anyway, Russell Martin, uh, the first 30 minutes were really good, really controlled, but either side of the half had cost us. At the end of the first half, we conceded way too many set pieces because we weren't brave enough to play. Uh, a couple of kicks long, which we hadn't done the whole game. We wobbled a little bit, but even after a scare or whatever, you need to stick to the plan and the detail. In games where we've been one up, we haven't shown enough to really turn the screw. Oh, no, no, we, we haven't. Uh, we will learn that. We will learn through that. And we had to make a lot of changes. So I'm delighted with the point, although we didn't make enough of the moments we had. Um, I, I agree with that. Yeah, he just uh, it's all very well saying it, but it seems to be the same message all the time that we, we, we can't turn the screw when, we, when we're one nil up. We can't put teams to the sword and it seems to have been going on for so so long now and he just keeps on saying it we know this but we need to do something about it man of the match who wants to go first you got to give respect to you know our goal scorers walker peters there and uh the great gavin bazunu uh, but looking through everything uh i do want to talk about that the midfield i feel like they were all right. There was there was a mix and mash there. Um, and then I want to talk about Bree saying how the cheese man did a he did a great job slotting on the left side when he obviously is not a left sided player. Um, but let's go to Kyle Walker Peters overall pushing the ball up the field is truly too good for the championship. I'm so happy he's here and I please don't hope I really. Really don't hope that he leaves in January. So uh, I think he is the standout uh, for the Preston game. Yeah, I'm going to jump on now with that because I've gone exactly the same as you, Tim. Um, <clears throat> I don't think anyone really stood out, did they? And it's, it's, it's quite a difficult one. But I thought, yeah, Bazzini was poor for both goals, I think. But then he saved the day. Um, Flynn Downs had most tackles, but also gave the way uh, gave the ball away the most. Um, so it did make it quite tricky for me to figure it out, but. I give it to Kyle Walker-Peters, you know, he's the only man that deserves it. Uh, fantastic go. Most blocks, most progressive carries, um, and, yeah, most goals. <laughs> Joint most goals. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Kyle Walker-Peters. Kevin? Um, yeah, again, honourable mentions for Flynn Bounds, who was great, and um, Baza, who, yeah, a bit of a mixed performance. Brilliant, brilliant first half. 
poor second half than than he he went from from hero to zero to hero. <laughs> he did, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm it's going to be unanimous. So I've got to give it to Paul Walker Peters. I just thought it's best we've seen from him all, all season if not ever it was just outstanding excellent on to Birmingham then 3-1 win over Wayne Rooney's Birmingham City Taylor Harwood Bella scores his first goal for Saints after nine minutes uh, Charlie Alcaraz doubled the lead after 20 minutes with a tap in from a Silamana cross Birmingham allowed back into the game through Jay Stansfield um, we weathered a bit of a storm conditions turned uh, but Adam Armstrong clinched the points on the 86th minute to take us to six unbeaten and up to fourth in the table uh, brilliant brilliant result um, Kevin a further four more changes Russell Martin commented that it was a grueling week and we need to, uh, the squad to rest after you know long trips to Holland Preston we saw Mason Holgate Shea Charles Sam Adozi all back out Che Adams injured of course at Preston uh Harwood Bellis, Stu, Suleimana, Alcaraz all back in. You mentioned, yeah, Harwood Bellis was a doubt heading into this with the, the hamstring issue. But uh, the biggest surprise for me, Kev, was probably James Bree keeping Ryan Mannon on the bench, um, despite him you know, coming back from suspension. But yeah, I'm, I mean, surprising that Manning is, is, is Russell Martin's guy, isn't he? But Bree, personally, I thought he deserved to run in the team now, I mean, even that left back. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that um, if you're going to rotate the squad, then Manning comes back in and then you can just um, switch him up, have um, mm. uh, whoever you want, Bree or Manning, and then if you've got two games in a week, put, put the other player in. So for him to be to come back into the squad from um, about twice in a week, um, yeah, it's a big, big compliment for him, I think. Absolutely, yeah. And Tim, it's a busy week, lots of travelling. We've had storms, we've had injuries, we've had suspensions. Um, we've seen a lot of players feature in this hectic period, but I mean, we've come out of it unscathed. And would you say that's that's worked? We got a good squad management there. Yeah, he did it right. And th- there's a lot of things that we can give uh, flack to Russell Martin on, but I think he found that Bree, being a little bit younger, has a little more pop in his step. Uh, Bree is really fast, as we can see, and I think his defensive positioning has not put him, him in a place where uh, too many too many things have gotten through. I think Manning, uh, you know, he gets caught up the field too high, and then he's not able to recover. Whereas right now, seeing what Bree can provide, I have with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really good confidence that he can continue and do well in the left back position. I do too. I do too. I mean, not not a lot of people have been uh, happy with Ryan Manning this season. I think now he's settled into the squad. He's not really the player that we thought he was or was going to be. But um, yeah, it's nice to see James Bree getting some um, getting some minutes and playing really well. And yeah, his pace that's that's really really surprised me when I saw that against um, Preston. I was like, Jesus, who knew he was that quick? I I, I didn't. But yeah, it's nice. Um, but yeah, let, let's let's start with the opener. Uh, Taylor Harwood Bellis after nine minutes, his first goal for Saints. Um, Adam Armstrong with the assist, lovely little assist. That was probably better than the goal itself, actually. Um, but yeah, great way to start and capped off a dominant opening ten minutes or so. 
Uh, but Kev, yeah, the linesman did do us a favour there. It was offside. It was difficult. It was tight. But uh, a tad lucky there. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen these um, go go both ways with uh, goals or chances that weren't offside being called off for offside. And this one, yeah, yeah it was offside. Uh, definitely went our way. But um, let's Who gives not a take shit? it away yeah. from Harvard <laughs> Bellis. Yeah, uh, getting his first goal in the same shirt. Absolutely, yes. And the, yeah, the bright spell continued because uh, we were dominant. We had lots so much of the ball. Could have finished him off right there. But yeah, Sulemana. Tim, such a difficult task for anyone, and you know, able to run through uh, Cody Drama was that? Yeah, it was it was him at the um, uh, right back, wasn't it? Who I thought was awful, by the way. I thought he was really, really bad. He gave the ball away a lot. He wasn't like hustling in. And he was sorry, so sorry. bad that I took him out of my fantasy championship team. Yeah, he, it wasn't just me then, because as I say he was right down my side in the first half, and the so many times that he was he had possession of the ball in that corner, and. and when Sulemana just pressed him, he gave it away. I thought, my goodness me, that he's not a good, not a good player at all. So I think we dodged a bullet on that signing, I think. Um, but yeah, Tim. Anyway, Sulemana just kind of acts as though he's not there, and he slides this low cross where Alcaraz is able to just to go unnoticed and tap in his first league goal of the season. So yeah, two nil and two brilliant assists. So yeah. I, the two assists better than the two goals in my opinion yeah and i think assists in terms of a stat are completely underrated in soccer i think assists just can be as even if not more important than a goal because it's always about the build-up play and whether it be you know two three four up to even 30 passes uh, ahead of time so seeing how Sulemano was just able to take dramea out uh, how do you say it again? Drame? Drame, yeah. Drame, yeah. Drame. He's able to take Drame out, and you're right. I think he he's a lot of potential, but I don't think that – well, I mean, if you're going up against Sulemana, like, he uh, – he, yeah, Sulemana yeah. made Kijana Hoover look like, you know, look like a – so is he championship, you know, mid to low tier championship level? Yeah, I think that's fine, but I think Sulemana just got the best of him. Sulemana's definitely premiership, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, he's, he's definitely something else. Uh, but look at, looking at it, I think his, his take on play is pronounced and he can just cook against these defenders. And I love it. I love every second of it. And that, you know, that dribble, that dribble ball uh, that he has able to work around him. He could beat anybody. Absolutely, and yeah. the Alcaraz makes the perfect run in that false nine position, deserves a goal and uh, two, two zero up and looking pretty, pretty uh, right in the middle of the first half. Yeah, literally put it on a plate for him, Kevin. Literally cooked it up, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, uh, the, the, the penalty claim. Now, this baffles me. Um, the long ball. Is it Christian Bielik who, who plays the long ball over the top and Oliver Burke chests it? Gavin Bazunu comes rushing to the edge of the box and completely wipes him out. And that is a penalty all day long. Ro- Rooney said after the match that the fourth official told him that it was min- minimal contact. I, I don't really know what normal contact is, if that's minimal. Um, but yeah, What's thank- maximum contact? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, thank goodness for no VAR because that is... Yeah, that's... That's very, very harsh on Birmingham. Uh, uh, probably I mean, a crucial moment as well. Yeah, I mean, I thought that um, you got a shoulder to the ball at first, but um, yeah, does, does, on the replays, it does look very nasty. 
yeah, I don't know what they were looking at there. Well, obviously they weren't. Again, it's it's nice that we're getting things go our way for a change. We always feel hard done by, but yeah. Mm. Um, Adam Armstrong could and should have finished them off just before the break when he slid that one wide. Uh, you remember the uh, uh, John Ruddy was rushing out and yeah, he just slipped it. That was because the angle that I was at when he took that shot. It took an age to go as well. It was just like I was out on my seat waiting for that to roll in. And I didn't see mm. I didn't see it very clearly because of the angle and it went wide. And I thought, oh, that must have just been so close. But when I watched the highlights back, it wasn't really anywhere near, was it? I think we got, uh-huh. the, uh, got the Premier League Adam Armstrong there, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, second half. The weather changed. It was awful. Um, I got wet. Uh, but yeah, Birmingham, uh, they changed also. And right before they scored, I mean... I think Adam Armstrong could have scored again if he had a diving header, yeah. which which went wide. But then after that, I don't know what happened, Kev. Why did we just? I I just felt that you know being two new up, it, we were saying in the stands that the next goal was going to be important, which is really it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that way. You're two new up, you're completely dominating possession, and you're thinking if Birmingham score now, we're in trouble. Whereas if we get the third, then it's game over. But it was that that did happen. One mistake. Jay Stansfield just comes onto the pitch and it's a mistake yep. from Kyle Walker-Peters. Uncharacteristic, really, um, especially lately because he hasn't put a foot wrong. But yeah, he was caught there and Stansfield just nipped in quick, strong, and that finish was excellent. Probably the best finish of the day, actually, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, we're again beaten by another long ball over the top. Uh, but it, it, it can't happen quite quickly. Jukovic gets that ball and heads it down. Stansfield... Um, out wrestles Kyle Kapitas, who I think just miscontrols it. Uh, he needs to get a bit more on it to uh, send it back to Baza or across the defensive line, and just uh, yeah, that just let Stansfield score with you know his second touch of the game. I mean, I, I'm going to blame Baza a bit here because um, he comes way too far off his line for my liking. Didn't even think of that. I, I only had eyes for Kyle Kapitas there and Lisa Stansfield. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you said it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not not in the keepers' union, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I always think either stay on your line or come and smother it. But he, he's don't done neither here. I like how great Kyle Walker Peters is because he just wants to give them a goal to keep <laughs> keep the game interesting because he's just he just cool. wants to he gets everyone to score i think that's that's uh he he got he got turned and there was two there was the so the and then the flick on and the flick on was perfect so Benaric had great positioning but the was a Jukowitz had a, an amazing uh the in the proper flick on and then Kyle Walker Peters in the perfect positioning perfect positioning but decides to turn in thinking because he has that entire infield there and he didn't think that uh you know he, he thought he was going to have at least probably one touch maybe two touch to, yeah. and and bring it in but he didn't realize how close he was or the step infield had so ultimately yeah it's on and walker peters are being too lackadaisical uh, i think it was it was more of luck and then opportunity for birmingham to to pounce on that lock for them. Yeah, we allow it in hindsight, yeah. <laughs> if it had been 2-2, two, two, then no. <laughs> because God, the shot, yeah. and the shot was fantastic. Yeah, very good. Too. The, yeah. The, the shot was gorgeous. 2-1, and it started to shift a bit. I mean, I, I hate these moments, Kev. We don't kill the games off, and Birmingham got themselves back in, so we kind of went into a shell. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what, why it happens like this. I mean, is this Russell Martin, or is this the, the players? It's just everything seems to be slower, the, the, the build-up. The, there's no desire to make those runs anymore. 
is it tiredness is it just a mentality thing is it complacency I don't, I don't know 10 minutes after they scored it was just it was bad it was it was a very short short period I think we weren't really in it for the um, first half of the second half mm. um, but you know for all that excellent relentless pressure that we had in the first half being completely dominant um, we definitely lacked it in the second half and um, yeah, I mean, all, all that we, was good about us in the first half, you know, the speed, the bright in attack and the mm. bright in passing, you know, getting the long and short balls. It was so refreshing. It was, it, was, um, it was great to see. Really kind of absent in that second half. We started really sluggishly, found it really hard to deal with the attacks that they were giving us. Um, but, you know, they just ran out of steam and... We, we did manage to finish them off. I mean, they they were fucking terrible. Let's let's be, let's not beat about the bush. They they were abject. There's no, there's no way they should really be even scoring against us. If they were that bad. But yeah, Stansfield comes on and uh, does make a difference. But yeah, they didn't really have much more to offer apart from that goal. No, I, I guess it. I don't I don't think it was more. I mean, uh, Jukovic had a shot, didn't he, at one point, which took a deflection and it went straight into straight into Bazunu. There w- wasn't really any proper chances that they had that made me scared. It was just the way that we were playing more so that the fact that we were giving the ball away a lot in the midfield, there was no more progressive passing and it just seemed to die off. And, you know, they wanted it. They had that desire from that goal. This is something that um, Russell Martin's complained about himself. I think he seems to be... Um... You know, we're seeing it off the same aim sheet as the fans. It's not him instructing them to to, to sit back and um, take it easy and just, you know, pass sideways and backwards. He, he wants them to be getting forward. He wants them to be scoring more goals. But, but, um, but is he, though? Yeah. Is he not saying to them, look, let's just calm down a little bit and try and take time off the clock and just try well, to slow things down? If, if you, you know, if you take him at his word... No? Yeah, we know we just have to trust him on that one. But yeah, um, but he did make changes, Kevin. We we, we saw um, the goal mm. scorers come off and Arebo come on for Alcaraz, and I, I thought I thought Arebo did okay. I mean, I, I've I've seen some some people saying that he, you know he's not very good on the ball anymore, you know, or he never has been. But I thought he shielded the ball quite well. He was using his strength, and I thought he did a good job at that time. We needed something like that, and I don't think that was a bad substitution. I wasn't happy at the time seeing Alcaraz come off, but Arebo, you know someone that you can use in that middle and be a little bit stronger and, you know, hold them off a little bit. And I thought it worked well. Um, we saw Suleimana come off for Fraser and, you know, yeah, we, we needed I think that, that. That's when it started to work well. Yeah. And we just needed someone with fresh legs and someone who's willing to mm-hmm. be that little bit more direct. And uh, again, yeah, we saw um, Charles and Adozi on later for Smallbone and Stu, but we knew that was going to happen. Um, but what did you what did you make of those changes and the timings and and tactically? Yeah, I think you know two one that you just conceded. I would say just it took him ten minutes to work out what he was going to do. But um, <laughs> yeah, if um, Aribo's the answer, you always think that you're probably asking the wrong question. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, but like I said, yeah, but, but we we held him off, and by the time Fraser came on, I think we we started to you know build up a bit bit of head of steam, and uh, I, I wasn't really that worried about it to be honest. No, oh, okay, I was. I, I love Brian Fraser. I fucking love I, it. I, I do. He's a brilliant option to come up off the, off the bench. Tim, we had a penalty shout too. Um, it wasn't much of a penalty shout. No one really complained about it. And I guess I know where you're going to go on this one. But uh, I'll ask you anyway. Um, Armstrong had a shot blocked by um, Iwu. Uh, it came off his knee, uh, point blank range, and then it hit his hands. Uh, 
no penalty penalty for you? Because it deflected off his knee into his hand, it's not a penalty. And the close range, right? Yes. Well, I, I think it's the regardless of if it's close range or not, it's the knee to the the knee to the hand. We've seen that before, and it's clarified as a rule. And I think one of it was like a, a, a Maddie Cash goal in, in Premier League last year, yes, or I remember, it was yeah. it was against him, and it and it was like hit hit the knee and it went straight through, uh, and you know went to his hand and whatever. And it completely, you know, they completely knocked it out. But it was like it should have been a red card, but because it deflected, it's not like he could, you know, he planned on it. We we, we killed the game off eventually in the 86th minute, and Adam Armstrong finally got his goal. Uh, he deserved it. It was uh, good work from uh, your man Fraser Kev. Uh, deep, deep cross, knocked down by Sam Adozi, and a proper striker's finish there. It was kind of like a half chance, not really great, but he made the most of it, what he had, and. It's more of a reactionary finish and yeah, just hit it. Good goal. Deserved. Yeah. Taking a look back at the highlights. If you see it, it went right through the legs of the, the defender. Like he shot it right on goal and obviously perfect to be able to score. But the way the defender, the, the way the defender closed out and then expanded, he turned to the side, spread his legs just enough. So the ball was able to go through <laughs> as he was jumping sideways towards it and i would just look at it i was like oh that's so unlucky for the defender but goal yeah <laughs> yeah things again you like to see brilliant uh kevin uh stats on this game i do you know i haven't even looked at the stats but i'm guessing that we dominated touches and possession so much yeah yeah i get 71 percent possession wow again we had 979 touches i'm still waiting for the um thousand to come in <laughs> fast success 92 percent uh, and 11 shots to their 10. 10? Um, wow. Uh, yeah, apparently, um, of them. which uh, five of ours were on target, only two of theirs. Well, we know um, one we of them went in, blocks. and the second one, I guess, was the Jukovic deflection one. Yeah, that would have been it. Yeah, and one that um, was not a bit direct, managed to clear. So, yeah, not really much threat at all from them. Well, you say not much threat. I mean, the, the XG would, would go along with you there, Kev. What, would you, what, would you, mm. what did you think of the XG? Did you know? Or do you want I think that would be guess? about 0.4. Mars be about 1.7. 1.6. 1. 1.6. Well... Birmingham's was 0.6 and ours was 2.3. So, yeah, I think the score goes along with that, really, doesn't it? And I know I've said it before that we've had, you know, so so many chances going our way in this game. But and and Tim said it at the start, but you you put it all together. We definitely deserve to win the game by two goals. It was. um, Yeah, it was a it was a it was a good performance and a great win. That's what we should be taking away from this. Absolutely. Man of the match, then. Uh, can I go first here? Go for- Both centre-halves, I thought, were brilliant. Because, I mean, Bednarik got man of the match at the, the stadium. Um, he had the most passes in the first half. Um, he didn't have a problem playing out from the back either. It looked really good. Um, and defensively, I don't think we put a foot wrong, did we? Apart from the Kyle Walker-Peters incident. Um, Harwood Bellis, yeah, similar. He, he only opened the scoring, obviously. Um, but I, I'm going to give it to Flynn Downs because, you know, I just thought he was great. Uh, and I remember seeing him do a lot of tracking back in that first half, especially in winning the ball back in crucial moments. Um, he had the most touches, most tackles, most passes with a 96% accuracy, most carries. He just looks so settled in that middle now. And I, I wouldn't even think about changing him at present because, yeah, you said something about that as well, Kev. But, yeah, he's just a, a calming presence there. And I, I can understand why Martin doesn't want to disturb that. 
And, you know, we played three games in these in, in this week, in these past seven days. He's played 90 minutes against Hull. I gave him my man of the match then also. Um, he started him on Wednesday. Um, I'm guessing, oh, well, I thought he was planned to come off, but you said he had a migraine. So he come off on the 70th minute there. Um, and then he played full, uh, full 90 minutes again against Birmingham. So that's 266 minutes in seven days. Um, I mean, he's had some great performances in those recent games as well. So, yeah, nailed on player of the month candidate for me as well. I mean, yeah, I'd definitely give him an honourable mention. I thought, I thought he was great. Um, he does kind of fly under the radar. He just, you know, he just does all of the dating work. Mm. Um, kind of an un- unsung hero. Um, I think um, credit to um, Taylor Harwood Bellis um, for coming back in and, and doing doing fairly well, I think. And um, Bednarek also had um, a de- decent performance. Um, yeah, Harwood-Bellis, of course, well, with, with his first goal, Saints. But um, I, I just can't not give it to Adam Armstrong. He was just, just class once again. Um, he should have maybe had a hat-trick with the chances mm. that he had. So um, we know that, yeah, he, he is a good finisher at this level. But... Um, yeah, getting that goal at the death to put it beyond reach of Birmingham. And yeah, with the assists for, for that first goal as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, great assist. Yeah. Beautiful little ball in um, for our burst ahead of time. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to Adam Armstrong. So I think Downs was the midfield today. Uh, our, against him, that is. Uh, quality, he did everything he said. But I think two players that jumped in when it comes to quality. Uh, the first being Adam Armstrong, assist on the, um, what a beautiful, beautiful ball Harwell's there. And then obviously the goal finishing out in the end of the game. Um, but to me, I do think that Taylor Harwood Bellis is the play of the match. It was fantastic. He is going in ranting and raving about him at the beginning. Uh, I think he's, he, he's, he's a nailed up on starter, and I don't see Jack Stevens going uh, and coming back into the, the team once ben, uh, once he comes back. Because mm-hmm. Benark and Howard Bellis, there they are the guys. I think it's what's gonna. Uh, I think it's gonna happen, and I want to say congrats for Saints' goal, and hopefully many more. Excellent. Okay, so three different players there. That's nice. It's, it proves that everyone played quite well. Um, Russell Martin then said that the last few weeks have been incredible, and it's just been beautiful to see the players smiling and to see the belief has been brilliant uh, to be a part of. It's our job to keep it going. Some really beautiful stuff, and we started really well. They started the second half well, but we wrestled back control. We wobbled for ten minutes but the subs helped us regain control. We deserve to win and should have scored a couple more goals. It's my job to be relentless with the players now. At some point in the game, you have to respect the opposition and every team will have a spell. I want to be dominant for the whole 90 minutes, but it's tough to do that. Right then, Millwall. Millwall away. That is on Saturday, the 4th of November, 3 o'clock, and that's at the Den. The nickname is the Lions, but... Tim, what's your nickname? All right, so they are the Degenerates, <laughs> uh, the Bourbon Burglars, and the Sissy Cats. Um, I've got a few because um, they're 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 EastEnders, right? Yep. So um, the Dirty Dens. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about uh, the fucking psychos? Yep. Again, I'm sure they would like that. Uh, Millwank. <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't like that. <laughs> Uh, rather than the lions, how about just the liars? <laughs> and because um, they're from the Isle of Dogs originally, um, the Island Doggers. 
<laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I'm pretty and sure they've they're got, not going to like there. any of that. They've got um, also their famous slogan: uh, "No one likes them; they're all cunts." <laughs> Uh, there's a chant as well, Kev. I don't know if you've heard, but um, their, yes. their, their player, uh, Zian Fleming, he comes from Amsterdam. He fucking hates West Ham. You know how it goes, but yeah. Yeah, that's that shit. I've got, uh, I've got a chant this week because we're playing away. Good. I want to hear it. Um, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's definitely shitter than that one. Don't worry. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, Northern Ireland's midfielder, um, draw down Savile. So I've got one for, for him. Um, uh, to the tune of uh, of David Bowie's Rebel Rebel, going uh, Savile Savile, he plays in midfield. Savile Savile, his skills are unreal. Savile Savile, just so you know, he's not related to the pedo. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> So um, if anyone knows any Millwall fans, um, I'll give you a little uh, voice message. You can send it around any group chats that you know <laughs> for about uh, Project Project Children Horse. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I don't know if it's Diff Tim's in the loop on on, on, on that reference, but yeah. Uh, I don't think we need Probably to discuss it if he is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Tim, your preview for Millwall, please take it away. Take it away from Kevin. Somebody please do that. All right, Millwall, based in the south east part of London and the area of you know, Bermondsey, uh, they've been playing since 1910, and stock league is in the late 1980s. Uh, but recently, I guess recently, within the last 20 years, they ditched the 2004 FA Cup final. So last year they finished seven, losing out on getting uh, just they were in the playoff position and they lost in the last game of the, of the season to Sunderland one to get them to sixth place into the into the playoffs. And so they they played themselves out of the playoff positioning uh, in the last game. So that stinks. And what's even potentially worse for us is that Gary Rowett uh, just recently parted ways from the team, and they haven't assigned a new manager yet. They've had the assistant manager in there. Uh, and what scares me is that I'm hoping that they're not going to get that new manager bounce. Uh, obviously, they have the chance to be able to, to announce somebody mid-season. Uh, you know, so let's continue on and hope that they. This so far this season has been less than ideal. So currently 18th and looking like they're destined for another year in the championship uh, while West Ham hangs out in Europe. It's uh, <laughs> it's not looking too pretty for them. Uh, so people uh, people are going to miss out of missing Millwall in the very league. So, oh, well, three new main, uh, main players this season. Uh, Kevin Nisbet, who was a striker from Hibernian. Uh, Duncan Watmore, midfielder from Middleburg. Sarkic uh, from Wolves as a goalkeeper, who's bounced back and forth between him and Bielowski. Exciting, yeah. So key players, uh, there's a number of them that were, I would say, are mid to top tier level championship uh, that can play can play with the best of them on any other day. Uh, Sean Hutchinson, center back, Zian full attacker, Joe Bryan, left back, George Honeyman, fielder, Jay Cooper, uh, striker, and Joe Lovell. And, uh, in the last five games, uh, just most recently, they drew against Watford uh, in a last-minute att- attempt for Watford to score, uh, 2-2. They lost to Blackburn 2-1. They drew Preston 1-1. They drew Hull 2-2, and they beat uh, Plymouth 2-0. So, what are their tactics? Well, they are a 4-4 fucking 2. That's what they are. <laughs> uh, 
So their strength are is built on discipline. They are drilled in for the long ball between uh, they've got between Nisbet and with Tom Bradshaw, and they are go- physically the one of the tallest and the strongest teams in the league. So they are not going to be afraid, and nor should they be afraid of anybody. So what is their weakness though? Is in, exceptional talent can beat them, and every now and then they'll have they might have a lapse of judgment here and there. But I think that you if you have the right players, I think. Uh, Suleimana is absolutely clutch and he's going to be able to run around anybody in the right back position that they've got. And KWP, uh, can beat up on Joe Bryan any day. So, um, you know, for us, uh, I'm going to be interested in seeing the lineup, but I think we're going to be able to continue on with what we've got. So to me, uh, you know, taking a look at it, you know, how are we going to match up against this? And, how much position are they just going to allow us to have? But with can we break down their low block is really going to be the, the question. So Millwall has that allure. Uh, I expect a completely packed away and of fans who are going to relish the chance to go. I um, I don't know if you've been hearing about it, uh, Ray, or just people talking and trying to get tickets. It's a uh, it's been yeah. sold out for a while. Yeah, yeah. And from personal experience as an American, uh, walk the beer mile, uh, begin the top bridge, walk west to east, and there are tons of shops, outdoor areas. It's a really, really nice. And at the end of the mile, walk another block or two south, and when it starts smelling like a fish market and a chop shop, you're at the den. It's definitely the tried and experience. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, I went when it was a beautiful day and they were away. So if you have a safety purposes, but if you're going to the game, be wary. There is one entrance in the, in the Northwest corner that you have to like walk from the train station to get there to get into the away section. So you're completely segregated from the, the rest of the Millwall fans as it should be. Because it can hope, as it said, they've been saying it's getting better, but it'll still probably get pretty rough there. So, uh, what are we thinking? Uh, they're going to have a new manager uh, by then, and that's what scares me. And I think they're going to get a new manager bounce in some way, shape, or form. I mean, Birmingham didn't with with Wayne Rooney, really. So I'm not worried about that at all. And they're sitting in 18th. They're not winning very many games. And I know that we, I, I, I'm up first on the prediction, so I'm going to go looking at our last few games, and we will be drawn one, drawn one. So it's only right that I go for a draw next so I'm going to do that and I'm going to say we, we draw this game 1-1. No, I'm confident on this trip and um, I think I'm going to take it 2-1. Oh good, I hope I hope so I just I just don't want to get carried away <laughs> just yet. Uh, Tim? Uh, I think we're going to get 2-2. Two, two. Uh, I think we'll be able to score against them but once again we're still going to have some laps and judgments and I think that their strength will be that direct ball that will eventually uh, take us out. Uh, yeah, so Discord then, uh, Preston game, only one person going for a 2-2, and that was our leader, actually, Tony Mears. Um, so he extended his lead at the top. Uh, but then Birmingham, Tim Brucker, he closed the gap by going 3-1. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Coastal Elite, New Jersey Scott also getting that one spot on. Uh, but Tony Mears is still at the top with 28 points. Tim Brucker in second on 25. And, Kevin, I've leap, leapfrogged you by one point, so that's that's nice. Yeah, I've been doing shit. I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm not surprised. To be fair, I did predict a draw with Preston, so I was very, very lucky. Um, otherwise, you would have uh, you would have taken some points on me there. So yeah, there we go. Um, but I said two one as well, didn't I? Birmingham. 
and I was uh, very unlucky there. But yeah, there we go. Uh, Super six. Uh, round 12 was won by Martin Anderson on 16 points. Round 13 was Lee Davy with 13. Uh, overall lead is Andrew Knight on 134 because round 14 is still ongoing, waiting for that Manchester derby. Um, fantasy football, Kevin, how is it looking? Yeah, this was after what, 28 points so far. Bloody hell. I've, only um, got, I've only got 14. Um, I've got a few players to, to play. I've got three Villas, three Villa players and um, Erling Haaland. I've got two, uh, two City and two United still. And uh, Brighton. Um, so, yeah, where does that leave us? I think much has changed in our Brothers League. I'm still eighth. Uh, we're still bottom. Tim's still fourth. Jacob Tanswell still leading. And in the big league, I am 67th, about the same as I was before, I think. Um, what about you guys? I am 94th. And, and unmoved. Um, I am currently 19th, but probably going to drop a bunch in the uh, in the big league. Uh, uh, I started Madison with my, as my captain, and he only got six. So obviously 12 points there. And all of my defenders are going to pull blanks. They're going to pull zeros. The Doji didn't start. Trippier uh, got zero. Gusto didn't play. Uh, well, Colwell is going to slot in, so I'll have one there, and Stupion is probably not going to play. Uh, so that means I'll have a grand total of one point from three defenders. Uh, but besides that, we'll see with uh, Matoma, Diaby, and, well, Darwin Nunez and Holland later. Wow. Okay. Uh, that leaves a, a top three. Um, Dan Buck down the third, 614 points. Uh, Chris Bonner in second, and um, Brad Slads. Uh, up to top, up to first place. Got a new leader. We've also got a new leader in Gaffer, haven't we? By the looks of it, Kev, you've dropped right off there. I think. Uh, uh, have I? Yeah. Oh, it's, fuck. Tim Brock has taken the lead now. He got 119 points this week to your 71. Bloody Tim, hell. Tim also broke the three figures as well and got 105. Uh, so he's extended his lead on me. I only got 67, and I thought that was a good week. But yeah, Kev, you had 71. Uh, which is also I had um, I made the terrible mistake of um, having Somerville on the bench and he scored a ridiculous number of points. Uh, was it 23 points on on the bench with just yeah. that one player? If I had a captain, him, he would have scored probably more than the rest of my team put together. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the same. I mean, I, I captained Adam Armstrong and he scored me 28 points, so that was good. But I had uh, Manning in there, who scored nothing, obviously. I've got two West Brom players who are, I'm really going to transfer out because they pissed me off. Um, yeah, Barry <laughs> has uh, scored three. So, yeah, I, I just had a... Well, I thought I, I thought I did okay with my 67, but, uh, yeah. Uh, two, two quick gaffer tips looking ahead. Number one is, this is the last game week of the first third yes. of the season, which means if you haven't used any power-ups, use your use a power-up this last week, regardless of whatever it is, because they all get reset beginning next week. Yeah. And then secondly is, look out, you've got uh, Ipswich ha- has a double game week coming up. So uh, look ahead, maybe transfer some Ipswich players in if you can. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that is it yes. for this week. Next week, uh, we have yeah no we have uh, the Millwall game to go through, and we are preparing for that West Brom game. 
um, just before the international break. So, yes. So until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Podcast Network.